0: sister power bowie around this time made one of the classic legendary vibey decisions which is to move from la to berlin
1: so vibey vibe out
0: you know live with iggy pop in an apartment we would do it if we were if we were him It's a great idea.
1: It's so good, and it really helped him To this day, people still move
0: to Berlin. The idea to move to Berlin is such a David Bowie ripoff idea.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and it's just, like, such a good place for him. And he ends up making the Berlin Trilogy, which is three albums, starting with Lowe, which is, like, some of the best music he's made.
0: There was probably a time where, for a long time, Lowe was my favorite. I mean, it was, like, my go-to. I'm a little bit more into, like the funkiness of Station to Station now, but from track one it's like dark and vibey AF, okay? It's
1: very Berlin.
0: The last half of the album barely has any singing on it. It's, yeah, it's a lot. instrumental. It's
1: a lot of, yeah, I think that's kind of like what turns me off from it. It's not my go-to album, but the songs that like have lyrics, those are always my go-to.
0: New Career in a New Town is really good.
1: Yeah, always crashing in the same car.
0: Yeah, Sound and Vision. I mean, if you're gonna listen to every album, I mean, Lowe's one of the best. You gotta give this, like, at least eight to ten listens all the way through. Yeah,
1: and still, the instrumental songs are so good. They're just so creepy and interesting and vibey. The
0: cover's amazing. I mean, I don't yeah. even know how to describe the jacket he's wearing. It I has, like, a that's... massive turtleneck and a hood, and he's yeah. got, like, super vibed out, really long hair that's...
1: It's, like, kind of... Short? It's, like, red with some blonde streaks in the front.
0: It's a sick look. I mean... I think
1: it's from, like, it's a picture from the movie The Man Who Fell to Earth. Oh,
0: really? Yeah.
1: Like, that's his costume in it. This whole album and what was behind it is just so cool. It's such a good album.
0: Well, let's talk about Heroes.
1: Oh, yeah. Let's
0: go. Heroes has another really, really sick cover. I mean, this is, like, one of the most iconic album covers of all time you've got the dilated pupil on full display you've got a sick leather jacket oh, yeah. it's almost one of the most perfect styles of leather jacket we it's got, very minimal
1: we got a leather jacket just like that out of brooklyn through storm
0: that was very lucky it has $10. an amazing opening track beauty and the beast heroes the album is not one of my favorites Okay, I do really like it though. And it has two of his best songs. No doubt Beauty and the Beast and Heroes.
1: Let's not forget Moss Garden. Yeah,
0: Moss Garden's also really I good. I
1: Moss Garden. It's just so peaceful
0: and vibrant. Ooh.
1: came up with the song Heroes. He was living in his apartment, and he could see the Berlin Wall from there. And one of the people who worked for him had, like, a girlfriend, I think, on the other side of the wall. But he was, like, cheating on his wife. So Bowie ended up kind of, like, outing him later on when he explained how he came up with Heroes. So that's kind of interesting he did that. But they How many like,
0: people did he have working for him?
1: I don't know. It was just, like, a guy working in his studio, I think. Um,
0: Was he, like, their boss?
1: I don't think it was his boss. It was just... Like,
0: like, oh, my God, dude, my boss is being such a dick. I have to go in this weekend. My boss is David Bowie.
1: (laughs) The worst. (laughs) Um, And they would, like, meet by the wall, and Bowie just saw this as, like, a forbidden love, and so, like, in his lyrics, he's, like, writing about them, meeting up, and wanting to be, like, free from separation. So I think it's, like... Makes it more meaningful.
0: <laughs> no, it's a sick song, and you know what? His career wouldn't be the same without it. I And mean, the
1: music video is so cool.
0: Yeah, it's a really, really... He was making a lot of good videos. And there's also a really good live album called Stage. Stage blends all three of these Berlin albums together. Maybe not Lodger, but it's a good mix of that and Station to Station and Ziggy Stardust. His live albums on Spotify, you know, I mean, they're everywhere, but they're really good.
1: One thing You about- really can't go
0: wrong with live Bowie
1: exactly one thing about live bowie then is he was wearing a lot of sailor pants i love the sailor concert. pants it was very he'd wear like the little sailor hat and sailor pants
0: one of his less known characters around this time was little sailor boy <laughs> a little sailor boy would go on stage and he would dance and sing <laughs> he would get a lollipop at the end of the show Lodger used to be my favorite David Bowie album. I feel like Station to Station is just like the absolute hardcore classic for me, but I used to really love Lodger. The thing about it that I always tell people is the first four songs I kind of don't vibe with, and that kind of stops people from getting into it. they are these kind of like weird uh, world music influenced things.
1: I kind of always skip them. But kind of before
0: world music was even a thing. I don't really get what the deal is with these first four songs. If he was here, we could ask him, but he's not and we can't. But starting with Red Sails, I mean, holy shit, this album is so sick. It's just like really like galloping bass and drums and good guitar. It sounds a lot like Iggy Pop's solo albums, which, you know, Bowie was working on. I bet a lot of the same people played on them. It's just like a really sick, vibey album. And the cover is, you know, David Bowie punched in the face. <laughs> it's got this great font. If you look at the word lodger, it's like thick lettering with little tentacles coming out. I just love how that looks. I mean, we should copy that for some Sister Power album. There. When you're a boy, you can wear a uniform. When you're a boy, other boys check you out. You get a- songs on this album and you just gotta listen to it and of course the year is 1979 we're about to be in the 80s he has
1: no idea this is like
0: a very 70s sounding album too so it's good that so many came out before 1980
1: Let's so we not- get that
0: sweet 70s sound Here and it's crazy that this is only one year later that scary monsters and super creeps came out i mean i think that people think this is the beginning of the 80s period it's literally 1980 i think that visually this album art does fit favorites. in the 80s yeah but i think that musically this still kind of sounds like a berlin album especially yeah, in like fashion it
1: doesn't seem like 80s at all it's definitely still it's, this
0: sounds it a is. lot more like the last couple albums than it does let's dance which is the next one mm-hmm. but this is so sick like i love this album
1: it, yeah, it's always been one of my favorites. Everybody I mean, knows
0: the song Ashes to Ashes.
1: And I also, I think it's kind of like a continuation of Space Oddity. That character from Space Oddity, which is like the astronaut stuck in space. Oh
0: yeah, he references it in both songs.
1: Yeah, so it was kind of like part two.
0: Yeah, if I was David Bowie and it was 1980, I would even be thinking about Space Oddity. I'd be like, I just made like six or seven amazing albums. Yeah. Like, I don't give a fuck about Space Oddity.
1: <laughs> so that's, cool. like, that's, that's like, in the past. Back. But also...
0: Up the hill back room is so good. It's no game.
1: Teenage wildlife? Yeah. That's how I feel right now. Fashion
0: is so good. This is a great album.
1: Every song's a hit. He is wearing this, like, blue clown-like suit that has all these, like, clown frills on it and he's wearing clown makeup, but it's all smudged and, like, like he's been through, like, a war, kind of.
0: I wonder if he was thinking, I'm David Bowie. I've been a mime. What if I was a
1: clown? He probably used the mime experience on that. And Here's a question really- for you, Mira.
0: Are clowns mimes?
1: I mean, I feel like I've never heard of a clown, besides Pennywise, like, talk.
0: Are mimes clowns?
1: They're, like, in the same category, but I feel like clowns have the option to talk.
0: I think that mimes are definitely clowns, but clowns <laughs> don't have to be mimes. That's true. But
1: Clowns have more options.
0: Clowns go wrong. When they talk, I think that most clowns that people think are freaky are talking clowns. You just said Pennywise talks, and that's what people think—that's a scary clown. Mm-hmm. And people are scared of clowns. Like people do not like them. I'm not. Scared not of a fan. You're not. Well, are you a fan of clowns? No. So you're not a fan, but you're also not scared. You're just a like partial them. I just don't them.
1: care. For have you ever had a
0: good clown experience?
1: I've never even like, been around clowns really. I don't have any carnivals.
0: Here. Maybe we should go see a clown.
1: Where?
0: I don't know, a circus. <laughs> Where
1: are
0: we gonna go to a circus? Or uh, <laughs> obviously, a circus. <laughs> the Ashes to Ashes music video. <laughs> well, Bowie's
1: like a cool clown. You would never be scared
0: of that clown. Well, Bowie kind of like took the idea of a clown and I think he used it in a way. Maybe he was saying that his drug addiction was a little bit clownish. Maybe, yeah. he, this is a message to clowns out there, <laughs> aka some of our listeners. You, you are <laughs> clowns. Um don't talk. Take a page out of the book of the mime and don't speak. Keep it down. Um I I think that you might find more success. Well listen.
1: Might have some like inner growth this way.
0: I really think that during this whole period of isolation and quarantine, people have not been talking about the impact to the clown community. This year was already really hard for clowns. A couple years ago, we had that thing where people were seeing clowns in the woods, um, which kind of ended up being a weird, weird hoax, but it was still bad publicity for clowns because you're turning the whole language of a clown into a creepy demon who is in the woods or in an old parking lot. Joker came out negative portrayal of a clown.
1: There's that American Horror Story clown from Freak Show forgot
0: about that. That was a very negative portrayal of a clown. I
1: didn't
0: like that clown. He wasn't nice. I'm <laughs> starting to think now more than ever, clowns are starved for work. And there are people who went to school to be a clown. There are people whose degree is useless.
1: That sucks.
0: It does suck. And you this know pandemic
1: what? is affecting everyone.
0: Maybe one of our entertainment concepts should be reinventing the concept of a clown. <laughs> we need to have like a super yeah if you can get a clown on the phone we should interview one we should make a super vibey clown who is influenced by mime culture and influenced by the david bowie clown look from the ashes to ashes music video don't be afraid people don't be afraid of clowns because clowns like the razor scooter are just an entertainment concept That is in need of disruption and in need of reinvention. Will I come out as pro clown? No, I will not. Not in this public venue. Will I come out in favor of helping clowns get back on their feet in terms of their cultural impact, their place in our world? Yes, I will. Because the struggle of all who are oppressed is the struggle of the co-hosts of the Sister Power podcast. And we will fight for you. And we will not sleep, we will not rest until the idea of having a clown at an adult or child's birthday party is accepted. I think that clowns should be booked up. I think they they should have as much work as possible and no free time. They need to be busy AF.
1: I've never thought about this topic and i feel very enlightened that you've decided to go off topic with this
0: <laughs> thank you i'm crying right now <laughs> I'm, I'm shedding tears thinking of the plight of the clown speaking of uh speaking
1: of <laughs> speaking of david bowie's <laughs>
0: next album it's kind of crazy that he waited three years between scary monsters and this next album what was he doing I think he was just vibing out. He was probably having a lot of sex and traveling and spending his money and, like, just being David Bowie. Oh,
1: and he has I guess he wasn't in Berlin anymore.
0: Where was he? London? Or New York? I think... L.A.? He was probably back in L.A. Yeah.
1: But he was also raising his son, so he had, like, custody.
0: Oh, yeah. Little Duncan Jones. Little
1: Duncan. Which, on his Hunky Dory album, he wrote a song for Little Duncan Jones, his son.
0: Which one? It was Cook's. Queen Bitch.
1: (laughs) No, it was Cooks. And it was about his song, which I think is really sweet.
0: I feel like Let's Dance is kind of a weird album to talk about because it It had a a huge, huge pop hit. Yeah. But
1: all the other songs, I feel like
0: not really a pop album and it's yeah. only eight songs long and the songs are all pretty long
1: and they're all like kind of edgy they're not poppy
0: you know what this might sound kind of crazy this one kind of reminds me of station to station
1: i can see that i think it was like in Australia a lot and he was writing about the struggles that aborigines go through and how like they're segregated a lot and that's like like in the music video you can see that.
0: Yes the song Let's Dance is a vicious indictment of racism and classism.
1: That's another awesome thing about Bowie is he always would have would use his stance and his popularity to make a statement. On the song Ricochet he sang
0: listen i'm anti-gun violence you shoot a bullet you don't know where it's gonna go it, it could ricochet you. off something it could kill a child like my boy like my boy duncan china I girl think, he's saying hey um, you wanna <laughs> you wanna use one, stereotypes <laughs> no, about but, women
1: that one he was also making a statement about like people fetishizing people who are asian especially women
0: well, listen, David Bowie's an ally to all. He's such. He's an ally. incredibly woke.
1: He's very woke. I really love the song "Without You." It's really yeah, "Without You", you
0: is a really, really it's so good song.
1: Good. Okay, remember. Of
0: course, "Cat People" is so sick. I mean, I feel like a lot of people heard it who didn't I know did. it before because of "Inglorious Bastards." Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, I was gonna say that.
0: Not because of the movie "Cat People," which is really good.
1: I want to see that.
0: It's really like good. Cat
1: werewolves. <laughs>
0: well, it's kind of crazy because David Bowie did the song for a sexy cat person movie. Then he acted <laughs> in The Hunger, which is the sexy vampire movie.
1: I still need to see that.
0: The Hunger is way better than Cat People. I'm okay, sure. so if anybody's on the fence, I want to watch an 80s erotic horror film that has a David Bowie element to it. I would say go for The Hunger. Then if yeah. you still have time, if you're still under isolation, then do some Cat People if you but want to. But
1: it's just to. his music, you know?
0: Yeah, he's not actually in it.
1: But Malcolm scene, McDowell
0: is in it, and he has kind of some Bowie energy. Yeah. in my opinion. What else is going on with Let's Dance? This is actually kind of interesting cuz like he came out with this album, it's kind of like dark pop music. It's really not that danceable, but at the same time, this was definitely his like mainstream pop moment. You know, he did Under Pressure with Queen, huge pop hit. He did Dancing in the Street with Mick Jagger, huge pop hit. And his music is really not that much like The Rolling Stones. It's really not that much like Queen. This is him coming off of really dark, really vibey Berlin albums.
1: Yeah. And I think some Almost of Almost like was post-punky
0: gothy records. When the Rolling Stones were making, you know, very happy, sugary, like 80s music. Queen is all, you know, they went from being like the dragon band to being, you know, big operatic rock band. Very different. It's kinda weird that David Bowie ended up being like a big mainstream pop star. He had an interesting look too. I'm definitely a fan of like the really high blonde hair.
1: Yeah, he has like and a lot Latin of big suits, um, yellow big hair right now. And the album cover for Let's Dance was really cool though. It looks like they have like like dance steps marked out on it.
0: I wonder if this was like a purifying album for him to make. His voice sounds really different on this one I love than it, it does on I the like other.
1: During the 80s, his voice is just like. he's like in his 30s now his voice has definitely like stopped like he's definitely like his voice is mature now and it just like sounds a lot better i think than in the 70s in my opinion
0: let's dance is kind of a hard album to get your head around in a few ways kind of like station to station i feel like you can listen to it so many times and there's still things that you'll pick out and you'll feel like you haven't truly absorbed it i mean i've listened to station to station like you know, countless times, all the way through. I always go all the way through, and, and I still feel like I haven't, like, gleamed the full album.
1: Also, in Let's Dance, like, his his concert series for that was um, Serious Midnight, and the outfits he would wear were just, like, bright yellow suits. Like, he's very in the, like, edgy suit-wearing industry right now for his concerts. That's like a style at this point.
0: Did the edgy suit industry (laughs) thank you? They
1: should. Thank
0: you for helping us.
1: They said, Your suits are too loud,
0: they're too intense, no one will wear them. But you said, I will. This next album is definitely one that I kinda skipped that you got me to listen to. I got you
1: to listen
0: to it. Tonight, David said this and the next album are his two worst albums. Which, I give highly disagree. More
1: it's so good. I mean, we start off the album with Loving the Alien.
0: Well listen, I think I know why he said this. The production on this album, is very 80s in a bad way. It kind of sounds yeah. like Madonna-esque, Cyndi Lauper-esque, but it is also kind of like jazzy arrangements on some songs. Yeah, It's like really crystal clear, whereas Let's Dance is still kind of like muddy and like soggy, kind of like the Berlin albums are. Yeah, Whereas this one is like, okay, uh, state-of-the-art studio... Very digital, very like pristine, perfect, no mistakes. It's a little bit too maybe he
1: just too didn't.
0: cookie cutter. But listen, I don't think it's his worst album.
1: I really don't. I mean, the album cover isn't that great.
0: The album cover is very '80s, but I kind of vibe with it like it's in a way.
1: Cool. it's just like not his best
0: one. Loving the alien is a sick song, it's, and, and it Blue on the Jean. Album.
1: Blue, Jean so Blue Jean's is nice. one of his
0: best songs. I fucking love Blue Jean.
1: In the music video, he made like a whole short film leading up to the music video. And it's like he plays himself trying to like get this girl to go out on a date with him to this concert, but the lead singer in the concert is actually Bowie, but like Bowie, Bowie, like... He's
0: trying to get someone to go on a date with him to his own concert. Well, it's I'm like I'm sure in real life that'd be so easy.
1: It's just very Bowie, the whole
0: video. I think the song on the album, Neighborhood Threat, could have been a really good song. It's just so polished, and it's kind of like, you can't have a song called Neighborhood Threat that sounds like, I don't know, Journey, or like Chicago could have recorded it. It's just like not the right aesthetic for Bowie, and it's not the right production style. I totally get why he's not into it. So, this would maybe not be required listening but you gotta hear blue jean you gotta hear loving the alien Mm -hmm. it might be that we need to make a official sister power david family playlist we'll include those two songs and people will get the effect of the tonight album without having to actually listen to it
1: i think we need to we need to get to what the fans really want right now.
0: Let's take a labyrinth break. Let's go to the Bowie Bulge.
1: <laughs> no one can you.
0: Like I said before, it's hard to imagine. Given its cult impact, that Labyrinth was an underperformer at the box office and savagely reviewed by critics.
1: And it was Jim Henson's last movie before he died. But it's so sick.
0: And the music is so good.
1: So good.
0: This is kind of a weird era for Bowie. I feel like this and the next album are almost like 80s fantasy in the way that there were like a lot of 80s artists who kind of played with being very whimsical kind of like Kate Bush yeah. or like a Cindy Lauper yeah, it's remember. like kind of the somewhat like tween or child friendly kind of like a never i mean this movie has a definite like never ending story vibe it's always vibe, related to kind of like a muppets vibe
1: yeah it's you know like the look case. is
0: awesome. This is one of the best Bowie looks with like the teased out yeah, hair and the that Bowie huge bulge. Bullet.
1: Yeah, and this is like a kids movie, but also like adults like it too.
0: Yeah, if you're an adult, you can vibe out to Magic Dance, no problem. Seriously. What's the other really good song? Underground.
1: Underground's really good. Which Down
0: he and the underground.
1: The music video was really cute, but he really regretted the way he did it. But it was like some underground club he was playing in. And then he becomes the Goblin King. Listen, I think that
0: David Bowie has regrets about the 80s. And I would say, no, actually, you people. should regret the 90s. <laughs> but let's Wronged keep decade. going. <laughs> it's actually kind of a good era for Bowie. And I think that he wouldn't have as many fans without Labyrinth. That Labyrinth yeah, turned you I think mean, that
1: got a new, a couple of new generations to like it. And I know a lot of Gen Z recently started liking it.
0: Really? Yeah,
1: like from TikTok.
0: So TikTok influencers are getting into Labyrinth.
1: Like people on TikTok like Labyrinth. They've discovered it.
0: That's pretty cool. Yeah,
1: so it's nice to know more generations are getting into it.
0: Well, hopefully we can bring a few more people into the world of David.
1: Our family.
0: (laughs) Never Let Me Down from 1987. This one, you definitely turned me on to. I did. I don't think I had ever even listened to it. He has always said this is his worst album,
1: but it's so good.
0: And you know what? I'll say, David, you're wrong. You're
1: wrong. David. It's actually
0: kind of a cool vibey album. I mean, it's definitely like same vibe as Labyrinth, and a little it's very bit less, 80s. less childish. Yeah. You know, but it's like super.
1: It's really theatrical.
0: Yeah, it's very theatrical. It's very like fantasy esque. It's very like ethereal. It has some really really good songs on it, and like, like "Zeros" and "Shining Star." Yeah, are really good. One. "Time Will Crawl" is a really good song. That's really
1: good. It's kind of a throwback to like his Ziggy Stardust age, where he was like super theatrical on stage and just made the whole concert into this like per- huge performance. It's not just you're singing songs. It's actually like an act for everyone.
0: Yeah, I mean, you got to watch the Glass Spider tour video on YouTube if you're going to follow our instructions. But, you know, (laughs) the cover is him at a very cramped circus room. Yeah, this is kind of what this is. This is like, okay, welcome to the late 80s David Bowie circus.
1: Very 80s font.
0: The amount of enjoyment you get from it is up to you. You bought your ticket. Have fun. You know what? I vastly prefer this i to
1: Sister power.